Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show Podcast. I went to Montreal this past weekend. What did I do? Why did I go? I'll tell you all about it. Plus, on the sports show, sometimes we like to look at sports you don't often think about. Tonight, lawn bowling. And how a duo from a Brandon lawn bowling club did at a recent national championship. That's coming up on the podcast. Alright, so before we get to all the sporting things... If you follow me on the social media or heard me last week, I went to Montreal this weekend. The crux of it was Pokemon, which is a game that originated on video game consoles, and now it's Pokemon Go on your phone. They're having they had a special event in Montreal, and I saw, and I went because I would have regretted not going. Had I not gone and sat at home and didn't see that bomber game in person and didn't go to the thing, I would have been mad at myself. So don't live with regrets, folks, even if it costs you hundreds of hundreds of dollars for a plane ticket and hotels and food and whatnot. So I flew out Saturday morning. People thought, hey, you're in Brandon Friday. How did you get to Montreal? Okay, Brandon is not in a foreign country. It is at night, no rain Friday night, no traffic. It was less than two hours. Flight left at 11.30 a.m. the next day. That's lots of time to turn around. So I get to Montreal. By the way, I got an emergency exit row seat on the plane. I did not ask for it. I did not pay extra for it. That was great. A little narrow, but legroom, great. The Alouettes game. Wow. (laughs) We'll get to that in just a second, the CFL recap, but holy smokes. (laughs) That was, well, it was unexpected, and that was my first game going to Montreal to see. I grew up a Montreal Alouettes fan, full disclosure. I, you know, a lot of their games were at the Big O, and it was, you know, too big. But getting to go there, eventually I found my way in after getting dropped off by an Uber, my first solo Uber in my life. I've been in some Ubers before, but that doesn't matter. So we go to the game. It's great. Interesting atmosphere. The press box vantage point's pretty high up. And then the Bombers completely gag. And they lose. And that night, what do I do? I walk to my hotel, which is a $60 a night hotel room. And let me tell you about my hotel room. The bed, almost that hard. The washroom, if you want to sit on that toilet, folks, I'm 6'5". I don't even know if someone who is five feet tall could have fit their legs and sat straight on that seat. It is inches from the edge of the vanity. They screwed the doors on the vanity shut because they would not open because there's a toilet right there. So you'd have to angle yourself. And I had to. So Saturday night, I'd eaten a lot of salted like hot dogs. There were hot dogs in the press box. So I just went to a a pub, had a salad and a beer and some poutine. So that was Saturday. Sunday, that's the big day. That's the Pokemon day. I wake up, I do an appearance on Clay Young's weekend show. And they have these... Bikes you can rent. They're called Bixies. Bixie is the company. And for six bucks, you can rent a bike for 24 hours. Now, no bike ride can be more than half an hour. So you can, but there are these docks everywhere. So you ride it to the next one. If you're like, oh, it's been 28 minutes, just click it in. You take one, you keep going. So I'm 6'5. I don't fit on this bike, but I go across this enormous bridge, Jacques Cartier Bridge, across the river. Great views. And I get to Parker Jean's Rapport. I put the bike in the docker, so I thought. 
So after I do my Pokemon thing, you just, which is basically just walking around for hours, finding things in your phone that you wouldn't have found before with a, thousands of other people that are also zombie walking around with their heads down. And it was really cool. But you don't care about that. I went and I accomplished what I needed to Pokemon-wise. 1.30 p.m., I'm like, you know what? I've been playing for over three hours. I'm good. I did have some lobster poutine in there from a food truck. I try to rent a bike from a different dock. And it says, you're already renting a bike. And I think, uh-oh. So I go back to that original dock. And I call the number, the toll-free Bixie helpline. And they say, can you uh, go see if it's not in the dock? Is the bike there? The bike was there. It was not in the dock. So technically, I could have had four hours of late fees there. But the lovely person on the phone said, you know what? We're going to not charge you because I'm a dumb tourist. I take that bike, and about four minutes later, the back wheel is flat. So I go switch it out for another bike. Okay? It's now 3.30 p.m. on the Sunday, and I want to watch football. I know I went to Montreal, but I got to get to me some football. Let's go back to my hotel room. I drop off my stuff. I'm hungry. I walk to the nearby Depaner, and what do I have for lunch? I buy smart food popcorn, a liter of chocolate milk, and beef jerky for some protein. And that tided me over. Go back to my hotel room and uh, took off my clothes because it was really hot. Lied on the hotel room bed and watched Red Zone on my computer for four hours in Montreal. I am so cool. And then I went to Schwartz's. And we had a recommendation for that from Tony in Rhode Island. So thank you, Tony. The Montreal smoked meat. It was very good. There was a huge line Saturday. went back Sunday. No problem. And then I had to hunt for bagels. This guy never wanted me to get her bagels. And so what did I do? I got bagels. Pretty simple. So that's, that's uh, Sunday night. That brings us to this morning. There's a bus that goes to the airport from downtown. Very close to my apartment. Or my hotel. I check out of the hotel. They give me a croissant and a tiny little cup of orange juice from Concentrate. I know it's $10 to go on the bus, but I was recently in Victoria and they took cash and I was caught off guard by them taking cash on the bus. So I thought, oh, buses take cash now. No. So the bus comes at 5.59. My plane leaves at 8. It's about a 40-minute bus ride. And uh, they they said uh, coins only. And I'm like, oh, God. This isn't good. So what am I going to do at 6 in the morning in the dark? I go into a hotel. They can't help me. Vending machine, no coins. I just start walking towards the airport <laughs> down Boulevard René Levesque. And I'm thinking, is there going to be coins anywhere? And then the beacon of hope, Tim Hortons. I get there at 610. The next bus comes at 612. Oh, God. There's a person in front. Okay, okay. Just uh, an orange juice, please, and uh, coins for change. I got it. I look out the window. The bus is there. Give me my orange juice. I got to go. I wasn't like that. But thankfully, there was a red light. I run across the street. I J run in Montreal. I'm on the bus and I make it plenty of time for my flight. So I learned things like I'm dumb. But not having a plan can be thrilling. I was walking thinking, I'm like, I have to take an Uber to the airport. It's going to cost so much money. Instead, I had an orange juice, and I got it done. 
Thanks, Martins. Plan next time. Look things up, okay? But it was fun. It was a great trip. I was there for like 40 hours, I think, total. And I have no regrets, okay? Merci for the bagels, by the way. Oh, there we are. I, I bought garlic ones for myself. They are firm and smelly. The plane ride was garlicky. People surely noticed. Surely. Now, I knew when I started, or we started the CJOB Sports Show almost a year ago, I'd have to get out and do a story on lawn bowling. It was near the top of my list. Of course, I've yet to get out to a club because I'm lazy. But last week in Saskatchewan, the Canadian Mixed Pairs Lawn Bowling Championship and representing Manitoba was Kathy Foley and Tim Lane from the Wheat City Lawn Bowling Club in Brandon. And Kathy joins us now on 680 CJOB. Kathy, how did it go at Nationals? Nationals was an exciting experience for me. Uh, what we found, if in fact we brought our A game, we were very, very competitive. We beat a couple of the you know top teams there. And it's just one of those things that you always have to have your A game at that level of competition. Is that a level you'd ever played at before? I had played at it once before at, a, at the majors. I, I went to the, as a B team. And it was just an extra team that they needed to fill out the wrong round robin. And we lost every game. And it was, I was probably a very new bowler. and was just getting learning how to bowl. I've been bowling for the last five years, but my game has improved substantially. So it's been pretty exciting. And to even finish fourth across Canada was a, a wonderful accomplishment for our club. Absolutely. So did, what were your expectations going into nationals? Did you have any? I think we thought that we could be, if we bought, if we played well, that we could um, be in the playoff rounds is where we hoped to be. And that's exactly where we ended. We, we were in the playoff brown, rounds for the bronze medal. And we did play well uh, throughout the, you know, a game. Um, but the bronze medal was one of the games that we didn't play as well, unfortunately. We had played that team earlier in the day, uh, finishing our wrong robin. It was Northern or it was Ontario, and we finished a tied. And then um, we we had a measure for the last uh, in the last end. We were tied up coming home, and we measured in the last end, and they beat us by about a quarter inch. And unfortunately, then when we played in the medal round, we just came out flat and were unable to. Uh, get on our game unfortunately still as you said though pretty cool to get into the medal round at nationals uh, you bet it is it's very very cool it's you know one of the other kind of spin-offs that's really interesting is having that opportunity to discuss how um with other clubs how their clubs operate and, and how they entice new members because for some reason in manitoba we think it's just for older people to uh play in lawn bowling Whereas in Saskatchewan, it's young people that are all playing, that they're in their, you know, 20s and 30s. In fact, they have a waiting list um, for some of their leagues, you know, for young people that are wow. playing lawn bowling. So we need to sort of rethink how we think about it in Manitoba and think about it being a sport for all ages, from anybody that's over the age of 11 to 95. All right, so let's go through lawn bowling because I'm sure there are listeners out there that have driven past clubs all the time. They've seen people out playing, but maybe they've never tried it themselves. So explain kind of just how lawn bowling works. So the way lawn bowling works is very similar to curling, except 
the, we have a jack, and a jack is a round white ball that we throw out at the beginning of every end, and the team that scores is the team that gets to throw it out, and they can throw it out as a short jack, medium, long. You, the team that um, wins uh, the end or counts points that end gets to determine the length of the jack. The goal is to try to have your bowls or your team's bowls closer to the jack than the other uh, opposition's. So the more that you can get closer, the better it is. So what it really takes is really good eye-hand coordination. You also have to think of throwing really good weight. And you have to have really good memory. Is it a longer one? Is it a shorter one? Where is the curve? Where is the, where is the curve going to be to break? Because the balls that you throw, they're not like bocce balls that are round. They have a bias. And that bias causes those um, balls to come in a curve in to the jack. And so you want to be as close as you can to the jack. And unlike curling, one of the things that's often important is to have a, a, a bowl behind the jack because the jack can move back. It rarely ever moves forward. You can knock it back. So if you have some behind, you could move that jack back and count at maybe a handful or three or four points as opposed to just getting the one point that end. We play in at nationals. We play 18 ends. And we have two uh, practice ends to start, so it's 20 ends, and we throw three bowls each end, so it would be 60 bowls a game. And so for nationals, for those 10 games in the round robins that we play, we would have thrown 600 bowls. We're looking at a lot. Whereas in in league play, you know, or recreational play, we generally only play uh, 10 ends, and 10 ends with maybe uh, two to three bowls. So, you know, probably we're only playing 30, so significantly less. Right. Now, when you say you bowled uh, three per end, is that you or your t- entire team is three per end? Three per person. Okay. Three bowls per person. So Each six person total. gets to throw three bowls. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it is similar to curling in a basic sense, but the execution of the shot is obviously a lot different. Yeah, but it is certainly very much the same. But there's no one yelling at you to sweep. Right. Um, it's not cold. It's beautiful out there. The, you know, the weather is great. And so people should do it on a summer evening or in the fall here. Just get out in the evening and come down and try lawn bowling. And more to the shot-making point of this, in curling, if you're a little light, your sweepers can go crazy and try to get it there for you. If you're light in lawn bowling, it's just light. It's just light. It's and most often it's just in the way for your skip trying to draw to the jack. It's not good unless you're really within. I call it within the hula hoop. If you're in with that in close, right. your your skip maybe able might be able to raise it up if it's not if it's in or. But if in fact it's out on the wings, a lot of times that's where your bull uh, the the skip is throwing their bull to come down and draw down to the jack. Okay. Does it get uh, any very testy at all, or is it pretty light? No, people people are usually really good. Uh, they, you know, people are very respectful to other people, and they they recognize that sometimes you have it and you're right on. You can be on the jack every time, and other times you're like, oh, I, you, you know, you just can't quite find the line. And because every green that you play on is slightly different as well, some of them have a lot more curl curve in them some of them are a lot straighter and that's very similar to curling like some ice when you curl in ice it has a big curve in it and sometimes it just has a you know a small or it's, or it's pretty straight right it just depends do you curl i do okay. i do do you find that your curling experience helped you 
very much so in that. And I think any type of competitive sports help you because it causes you to be more focused and uh, on what you're doing and how to play. It also gives you that more, um, you know, figuring out where you should throw, how much heavier you should throw, recognizing that eye-hand coordination is really vital to having, you know, good shots. And I think the more bowls that people throw, the better that they come. The weight is one of those things that just once you've thrown quite a few, you get a, you get a sense for that and you have a feel for it. Just the same as good curl is they have a feel for what draw weight is or what takeout weight is. And it's just by doing it. And the more you do it, the better that it becomes. So why did you give lawn bowling a shot in the first place? You said you've been bowling for five years now? Right. Well, you know, it was friends of ours who are curlers who said, why don't you come down with us some evening and try lawn bowling? And I thought, well, whatever. We're just sitting at home in the evening anyway. And we came down, and I really enjoyed it. I just found that, you know, most often we play recreation at our club because we have a small club. We only have about 25 members. And what happens, we just draw teams. And every night, every team, every when we got here, we just drew teams. And that's the team you play with. And so you got to learn and know other people and how they played. And it was very interesting. And then about in the third year that or second year that I was in the club, we uh, introduced a night of competitive lawn bowling. So just one night a week was competitive where we would play 14 ends instead of the, the normal 10 ends. And it was people that would commit to 10 weeks throughout the summer to come and lawn bowl. And I started doing that and I found it was really exciting. I really enjoyed it, you know, going against your peers here that were good bowlers because at our club we have a lot of very fine um, lawn bowlers and for us to be able to compete when we think our club only has 25 lawn bowlers compared to those uh, other clubs that we competed at the nationals where probably they have 125 to 250 lawn bowlers and competing all the time it's pretty awesome really how many nights a week do you bowl um, generally I do Monday morning, there's a ladies league and then I do four evenings because wow. if it's nice out, I might not be sitting in front of the TV. I might as well be out here just enjoying myself. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I would say five times a week I've been lawn bowling. Okay. Now for me who hosts a sports show weeknights and is there, a, I know you're in Brandon, but I, and there's lots of clubs here in Winnipeg. Yes, Are, there is. Is. It, is it common to have like morning leagues? Uh, some of the, uh, some of the clubs have afternoon leagues as well. Um, we just introduced um, a morning one because I went, I just retired and I knew that there was a lot of other women that had just retired that I was quite familiar with, and so I started a, a morning women's league, and we have lots of different women who just show up. And it, one thing about it is, if you're not committed like a team uh, sport uh, where you have to be there. For lawn bowling, it's whoever can come on that particular day. And that works out for us a lot of people when they have summer holidays or they're going away or they have family or other commitments happening. You just need to show up on that. If you're able to that morning, you show up, we draw teams and we play. And it's just about having fun, getting out, having exercise and trying to improve your skills to be the best that you can be. Well, I got to say, it sounds like a lot of fun, and I, I know I, I do want to give it a try. I played it in gym class in high school once, and I quite enjoyed it. I, I'm a, I am a curler, so I'd, I'd definitely give that a shot, and I think hopefully some of our listeners do as well. Kathy, I appreciate your time tonight. Congratulations again on the fourth-place finish. 
Hey, thank you so much. And hopefully we'll be able to get some more younger ones out. It looks like in, they think maybe in about eight years, it might be used as a demonstration sport at the Olympics. And I suspect that would really increase the amount of young people interested in lawn bowling. But I'm thinking we need to be ahead of the game and get our young people into it now. So we're ready to go in eight years if we do have that opportunity to use it as a demonstration sport. So thank you so much. Tony from Rhode Island, I, I hear you have some questions for me. You have you have thirty seconds. Hey, Chris. Hey, um, next time you take the seven four seven bus in Montreal, buy an Opus occasional card for ten bucks. Uh-huh. Just swipe it and you can go. Also, would you mind telling me the name of that hotel? Because I think I know exactly where it is. Hotel Vijay. Ah, oh, Vijay. We oui, exactly know. Uh, corner of Saint Hubert and um, Vijay, one block south of Rene Levesque. Little tiny place. You let yourself in with its own key yep. and it has a canopy over the front with stairs on either end. And at the corner was the number 30 bus stop. You're very impressive, Tony. I don't know uh-huh. why you know all that. You must be a frequent visitor to Montreal, but you nail I'm in all Montreal of that. Montreal every month, so that's why I know. I've stayed in the same hotel. Well, it's a tiny little cheap place and it did me well. I'd do it again. So there you yep. go. Excellent. Thanks for the call, Tony. All right, Tony from Rhode Island. That's insane knowledge of Montreal. We've probably slept on the same bed. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I think you're out of luck, but Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?